And now, here's your host, Alessandra Torresani. I have so much to talk about. There's so much backstory on our relationship. Um, I, I don't even know where to begin. And I'm then nodding. we have I'm, to. I'm saying yes with my head. You're like, yeah. yes, the yeah. stories and the conversations that we could talk about that we shouldn't talk about nope. because that would be inappropriate for this kind of show. 100%. But we can still have some fun about it. Um, for those who are listening, welcome to Emotional Support. I am here with a very dear, I would say old, but I'm not going to say old because that ages us. Long term. Long term. We are long term investment friends. That's <laughs> what I like to say. <laughs> and it has been too long and you just got married. Congratulations. Thank you so much. Oh my God, We're part of the beautiful. club. I know. Isn't it weird being married? Yeah. Yeah. It is. Yeah. It it because it also, I don't know about you, but for me, it also I, I keep introducing Sturgis as my boyfriend, <laughs> which is like bad. You know what yeah. I mean? I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah. oh, I can't do that anymore. But that's how it feels. Like it feels like very light and yeah. fun and still exciting. It's still exciting. I think I talk about my husband. As my, I refer, to, I refer yeah. to him as my husband all the time when I'm out of the house. But right. when I see him, I'm like, hi, boyfriend. You know, and that's <laughs> not... That's not what it. That's not what he is. My husband. Yeah, but it kind of gives it hot. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's like keeps hot it non-committal. Non-committal you know? because we don't know what's gonna happen. You know, we may run off together. Who knows? Things yeah. might change. And you never know. I'm in. <laughs> well, I'm, in. I'm just so excited. There are so many things that I want to talk about. You just came out with this incredible movie called The Estate. I have to tell you. I was ready to watch it on day one and my mother was in the desert and she was like, you will absolutely not watch that without me. Um, so we had movie night last night okay. and we made homemade Italian food and we had pasta. You're kidding. Yes. And we like had popcorn. I got special popcorn. We had a full movie night with the estate. Oh my God. It is so hilarious but the most important thing about the movie i think was you portrayed spoiler alert chris is a serial killer in the movie right i feel like we can say that it's they in the said trailer that on, we can say that right yep. okay we can yep. say that um and there's like this wild and crazy twist at the end that i was not expecting and i was like holy shit this is crazy which we can't talk about we are not going to talk about because okay. that is a good spoiler <laughs> that i want people to experience on their own yeah. that is a good spoiler yeah but you played a serial killer and you did it in such a fun way. Thank you. It felt a little natural, I'm going to say. <laughs> <laughs> but I was like, is this because I know Chris? Is this because I know and this it's feels like a right? Natural extension of my uh, personality. Of a personality. Yeah. But no, but I will say the way that you portrayed it to kind of like bring it into like emotional support of this all, right? Is like you portrayed him in a way that there was so much compassion and love for, and there's a reason why he does the things that he does. Yeah. And there was like a whole backstory and I wasn't expecting it. And it was just really tragic. And it makes, it reminds you, right. Of how sad a lot. I mean, some people are born sociopaths. We're just right. going to say that, but there's also <laughs> those that have, you know, a driven to, right. Yeah. Driven to, yeah. How did you even come up with this movie idea? Because this is your baby. Yeah, it's based on um, a uh, uh, two people uh -huh. um, named Erica Jane and Tom Girardi. No, I'm kidding. 
Uh, <laughs> I think that's brilliant. Uh, no, I, it was based on uh, nothing from my life. I, I do know that the more I think about our culture, right. there is less and less religion. There's less and less spirituality. There's less and less of anything that organizes people around community, except for politics you're in your tribe right which i didn't want to touch i i did i did a web series that touched on that and i felt like if i don't know to it felt kind of empty now that mm. i look at it i i think about all the time i spent worrying about politics like like how much time i wasted i could right. you know so i i didn't want to do anything political but the one religion that is left in this country that maybe has always been around but now it's literally the only thing is money yeah, it's the wow, only thing that that's people, so interesting. I wouldn't think about that. Poor people respect money. Yep. Rich people respect money. And it is all a religion. You want is more, and right. there's no, there's nothing left. There's a club, and this idea that a family, what they would do mm. for money when they already had money, mm -hmm. what does that look like? And right. and what would you do? How would these people manipulate each other with their emotions, with sex, with their bodies. Right. There's a lot of sex in this movie, a lot of nudity. Your body looks snatched, Thank if you. I may say so Did myself. Did not eat for months. Thank you so much. <laughs> wow. It was like, <laughs> whoa. Oh, my gosh. I Ow. would watch everyone, like, eat during the <laughs> during oh the, the dinner breaks, and I'd just be like, I, like, oh, I got to so be in a Speedo here. again. Um, but, I, yeah, it was it was really important for me to – just tell a story about characters that I fell in love with. Right. And my favorite movies were from, you know, the 90s that I would watch over and over again on DVD yeah. and Blu-ray that were just about real people in extraordinary situations doing things that I would never do and saying things that I would never say. Right. And I, those movies really aren't around anymore. And they're, they're not. It felt, it felt really good to write a script that I wanted to see on screen. It felt really good to perform it right. and to have these great actors to play off with that that taught me so much mm -hmm. about being you know uh holding you know a scene between two people so it doesn't feel like a play it feels intimate but it feels really mm. big and right. we, we were very maximalist so everything about the fight scenes we went all right. out every costume every production design yeah. what, what can we add what just can the we colorings show? i would say just even the tone of the actual like the the physical tone of the colors of the film yes like there brought some sort of nostalgia to it where there was um you know it reminded me there were a lot of moments that were very much like jawbreaker do you yes, remember jawbreaker oh, okay what a great movie right yes huge for me <laughs> like huge movie jawbreaker for me scream wild serial things, mom cruel intentions there was John a little Waters, serial Serial yeah. mom, that sort of perverse yeah, humor, right, right, uh, was which is that, our favorite kind. <laughs> well, uh, look seriously, I, I gotta say this. I feel like the people that make or watch and appreciate that type of stuff, mm -hmm. to me, in my personal experience, are the most generous, right? The most kind, mm -hmm. because I think they have like an outlet for that, yeah. Right. Whereas, I mean, I, I, I watch people, you know, 
loving the blandest of entertainment and they're like dark inside. Oh they're broken God. people, you know? Yes. <laughs> yes. I think there's no shortage of polite stuff out no. there and we didn't want to, there's so many independent films and, and if we're going to actually make a movie, why play make it, it safe? No, make and make it fun. Big swing and make it fun. Yeah, and I think that that's what was so special about it and that's what my mom especially pointed out because my mom is such a, like, a tough critic, I think, of um, just of, of me in general, <laughs> me, um, but also not a critic of, of others that are in my life and in circles and like she considers you like family, like she Absolutely. loves you so much and she was just so excited and she was so blown away by the writing because oh, she you. was like it wasn't you know the, 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 you expect a fun campy fluffy film maybe yeah. you know what yeah. i mean when you when you think of the what the premise is of the estate Absolutely. um which is basically about two people who are trying to uh, kill a their family. way into their inheritance right exactly yeah. um but there was no fluff and it that's what was so great about it was it had heart behind it all yeah what was the journey and the experience for you i hate the word journey i don't know why I said that's that. okay but you know what was the <laughs> like experience of sitting down and actually writing a feature film was this your first feature that you wrote no uh it was the i actually don't know it was a lot though. i should know that no but, but i mean but, yeah. i know that you've done the web show I've you've done yes, a bunch of stuff other, that we've I've done written, yeah. yeah i've written other feature scripts before but but this was the first one that 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 got produced and and and, and released and you know uh so that that feels really great i think that this was also the nastiest script yeah oh ever. it was it was so but the, oh my god there's some one-liners in there and I was like, <laughs> yes <Chris." laughs> um yeah this was the this was the most no holds barred script, which I think tells you something about, right? You know, yeah. Uh, people would read it and they would either be like, ah, you know, like. Well, it tells you about the people who actually backed it up right. that they have good taste. Yeah, and the, the the people who read it, they were the who got it. Yeah, this is a you have an extreme reaction to this movie, right. whether you're gonna love it or you're gonna hate yeah. it, but you're going to have a. That's true art, in my right. opinion, and I that so. I I find I'm very flattered when people are like. Fuck this movie. Yeah, yeah. Because <laughs> I'm like, oh, that I made you feel something. Um, it's yeah. so important for you to feel something. And I think you're right. This isn't like another Hallmark movie, which I'm not hating on. And I no, would do no, anything no, no. to yep. be in a Hallmark movie because they <laughs> pay so well. And like, I just want to be famous in the Christian world. But yeah. that's a different story. Yeah. But but it is. It's about feeling something. It's like John Waters, Pink Flamingo, right? Divine, yeah, you know, yeah. just absolutely blew everyone out of the water. And people were protesting that movie and go, yeah. don't see it and fuck this and fuck John Waters yeah. and, and, and look at the people felt something, even if they felt anger and they felt animosity and hatred, there's yeah. little jealousy in there. You know what I mean? And they well, wish you never they know. Were doing it. Well, I, I think yeah. that, that how do I, I say this? Say I, I don't know how to say this. And so, uh, I'll just say this, that critics are like everyone else where they have good days and bad days. And, yes. uh, you're just, you have to take, them for what they are which is people with an opinion and you know it is it is what it is yeah it, it, it is what it is love yeah you know? it is what it is love <laughs> it, no but it's so true yeah. you know what else is so special about this movie is your music isn't it that's right I right, was at the like, beginning, because we they only had I to pay remember. me like fifty cents first, because we had no music budget so the editor was like oh i'm using one of your songs i'm like you knew about my songs? And they're like, yeah. And Wasn't the, that yeah. the music video that I was in with Marielle and Ida and we shot it at the Sunset Tower? Yes. Or the Sunset Marquee? Sunset Marquee. Okay, that's what I thought. I was like, this song is bringing back too many good memories bumper. right now. It's a bumper. It is a 
banger. It yeah. is a banger. You know that you know that <laughs> meme for that BB Rexa? No. Bop. Bop, 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 bop. No. Oh, yeah, it's the best. Oh, my. So this is a bop, 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 bop. <laughs> That's right. But it's so exciting that people get to, and I don't think, obviously, people knew that it was your music. No. But that's kind of where your whole back comes from, right? The backbone right. of your, of your, you know, you're, you're a songwriter as I was well. In, I was in college. Uh, I was doing acapella. And I was interning out here at the Weinstein Company, RIP. Oh, <laughs> and, uh, oh God, that one. Reading scripts God, and going I clubbing. I forgot that and, that's where you were. Yeah. Wow. Two summers, yeah. Was that weird? It was. Yeah. yeah. It was awesome shit. Yeah. Yeah. And so now I, you know. Talk about it. Yeah. 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 Now you know. I, it, I wasn't surprised by anything that happened. I don't so. think anyone was surprised. <laughs> right. I certainly wasn't surprised and I've never met him. So, you right. know, I was not surprised. Yeah. But uh, I, I remember going out at night and and uh, I met this DJ and and I was like, I, I recorded some stuff because he was like, oh, you know, you got a great look and, you know, the, the classic L.A. thing. And yeah, he's like, what do you do? I was like, well, I actually I sing. I, I'm I'm a student in college. Yeah. But I and he was like, oh, yeah, no, fly back to L.A. and record some stuff with us. And so that's that's how it started. And, oh, and I, didn't I know that. Yeah. But I was a film major in college. Right. And I, I wrote my thesis on a guy named Todd Haynes, who did Carol and I'm Not There and Velvet yeah. Goldmine and Safe and Far From Heaven and one of the new queer cinema fi uh, filmmakers. And uh, it, that was always the first love. So even as I was writing songs, the video was what I was most excited about. So even right. when I was writing lyrics right. or thinking of a chorus, well, you're I was a visionary. thinking how it would You look. saw the vision of like what it's going to be. Yeah. Well, and I was very lucky to be your video ho That's in right. um, my favorite song, All I'm Gonna Say, Hey. Hey. Um, <laughs> That video hey. is the best. <laughs> Melise and I talk about it all the time. Oh um, our friend Melise Kurz did Melise. the design behind it. She's amazing. And I, we just laugh all the time on how much fun that was. Yeah. Because I never was in the music world. That's right. not my cup of tea at all. I like to pretend that I can sing and maybe one day Same. someone can yeah. fake it. No, you can <laughs> sing and maybe someone can fake it mm -hmm. and I can, you know, perform because I am a dancer. Um, but there was something so special about seeing, you know, as a friend behind the scenes, you know, now even looking at it, like being older and stuff, being like, it was so cool to be able to see someone create art from something that was just a vision in their head that they wrote down on a piece of paper yeah. to then have this whole thing. And you can forever be able to see that art. I, yeah. I think that that's so special. And I think a lot of people don't get to accomplish that. Um, and you know, yes, it's 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 luck, and but it's most importantly, it, it's hard work. It's really hard work. It is it is totally luck as well. I I think that they what do they say about about luck, which is uh, opportunity meets preparedness or something. So yeah. I I think that I I have never not been in a uh, an acting class or a writing workshop or an improv class or something. I, not all the time, all the time, but I always found things to help me move forward mm -hmm. but there is nothing that helps you move forward more than doing the actual thing yeah it's it's so true the you, actual work doing the work doing the pays work off. I, when i think about how much time <laughs> i've wasted on being in college when i could have been on sets even yeah, as but, a pa as yeah. a runner whatever right you know i think that there are a lot of people now who have taken on a lot of debt to go to a four-year college 
you know, to study communications or something. And they're a lot of them, I've spoken to them, they feel this huge weight on their mm-hmm. shoulders now that they will carry for probably the rest of their oh, life. Oh my God. Yeah. And they're like, why did I do that? Well, and how I about think that that's a lot of being kids dismantled did, now? Yeah, you know? a lot of kids that we knew in, yeah. in our generation was because it was right when recession hit when we were in the middle of college. And a lot of friends that I knew, yeah. and I'm sure you too, went to law school because they're like, <laughs> well, there's no jobs. So I guess I'll go to law school. Yeah. And then they're even more in debt. And, yeah. and, and it's, you know, and there are still not lawyers or they're not doing anything that's that's providing the money right to pay off that debt immediately and i think it's really tough but i think the one thing that i will say is you do have such an amazing education that backed you up and it gave you the teaching of the music because you were in acapella doing that and i think that that's a special skill that a lot of people can't do yeah and i well i was i was playing cello from when i was five years old and so the music was a big part of, I, I, I really, it, it coincided with my education. Mm. I think that learning music and understanding rhythm and timing mm-hmm. and, and how um, something that you hear can move through you and yeah. move th- through an audience. Right. I, there are studies that prove this, but it 100% helped me with like reading, educa- you know, the, uh, absorbing information right, right, because it opens up your brain. Right. And, and I think that uh, music is an incredibly important thing. And that's why script writing and writing the estate was so important and why I think it worked for me and all of the other actors because it, when you listen to it, there is a rhythm to there it. There is. Exactly. It There's is. There's a rolling it's like rhythm watching to it. It's like video. a melody. Yes. Right. It's like watching yeah. a, a music video that's like completely which you played have out. To, which you have to catch and you, and you got to keep up with. Yeah. 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 Do you think that music or or acting and, and kind of the writing side, which one is more of your outlet, would you say? I'm a performer for... first. Mm-hmm. So... Uh, you know, I think that that songwriting and, and, uh, singing, uh, you know, unless I'm doing a musical is, is probably, is probably laid to rest, but (laughs) in terms of acting and writing, um, everything that I write is, is I'm, I'm not only thinking about the words that I'll say, but how I'm going to say them Mm -hmm. using my body, using my face, using everything I have, uh, to, to tell a story. Cause I tell, I choose, I try to tell the story with my whole you know, as they say, with my whole pussy in it. You yeah, know? yeah, yeah. <laughs> you oh just, my God, I love that. Yeah. I'm going to use that all the time yeah. now in every episode. <laughs> <laughs> you got to put your whole pussy into you it. You got to do know? it. Yeah. And it's a big one. So, yeah. you know, I'm kidding. I got, you know, because well, no, no, you can't say, I, I guess you can say I, uh, you have to have big balls. But the other part, you, the gender neutral balls is also, you know, you got to put your whole pussy into it. I yeah. fucking love yeah. that. I love that. Do you, when you feel like, you know, stress and anxiety and overwhelmed and not that there's like an unquote out of disorder, but I mean, <laughs> but I mean, every single person, I think that the one thing that we learned from COVID, especially from being in lockdown is that every single person, there's not one person on this earth that doesn't deal with anxiety. There no. isn't one person that doesn't deal with stress and feeling overwhelmed and not knowing what to do and the what if, like, what if I did this? What yeah. if I didn't go to college and I was a PA? You know, all these things. What is something that you do to kind of release that 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 anxiety and that stress and that 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 kind of buzzy feeling inside of you? When I wrote the film, I got really excited because mm-hmm. I knew that I'd written something special. My my director, uh, James Kapner, it's, this is his first feature. And wow! Our, and our 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 first and lead producer, Adam Mikalka, are two best friends. They they 
you know, we'd worked together for years on short form content. They said, write the film you want to make. I wrote the film. I sent it to them. They were like, holy shit. Yeah. We're in. You were one sick fuck and we're in. And so I was <laughs> like, yeah, you. good, good. Thank, thank you so you. much. And I got really excited and we, you know, we, uh, through the pre-production, the film fell apart. Mm. And this was in the summer of 2019. And I, you know, you have a lot riding on a project like this. I, <laughs> I really did it. And the it's your baby it was my it's my it is my baby and and the s despair that i felt is you know was really extreme mm -hmm. and then we it came back together new team formed around it we casted it we we shot it in the fall of 2019 and then we finished it all post-production everything in march of 2020 wow <laughs> Right as everything was closing down, and we're we're like we're gonna take it to festivals. We're gonna take do go here, here and right, here and here. Right. We're gonna do this, and it's gonna come out. And we had to sit on a completely finished film <gasps> that we knew would What's change so our lives. Right. And we knew it was really special, and we were so excited about <gasps> until August of twenty twenty one. Oh my god! <laughs> so, and everyone would that we were trying to you know get further along or whatever they were like oh oh you finished movie great it's not released yet okay well well let us know when you re released it and, and it's like, like it's not us releasing it's it it's not us like honey <laughs> it's not us so that that despair again I think look I I I have a great relationship with my family I always have I have a a, a wonderful supportive husband fiance at that time but also my wedding was getting postponed oh my god and you know the i'm worst. gay so i haven't been able to get married yeah. for very long and hello people, and people are like let's just go to a you just go to a courthouse do like, a weird no. i'm like no no i'm not doing that i'm not doing a zoom wedding yeah I, i've only been allowed to get married for six years i'm right. having a fucking wedding right right so the that despair again was so awful and i think what always helped me is one the work mm-hmm so if I'm, I, this happens a lot when I'm scrolling on Instagram or on Twitter and someone has good news about their life and they, and they want to show off, which they have a right to do, which I'm doing totally. right now, which I have, yes. I have no bones. I whore I have, myself yeah. all day long with this podcast. Don't it's feel okay. badly about it nope. at all. And I would feel, I would feel like a lot of people feel when they're on social media, which is jealous, mm -hmm. selfish, and stupid. Right. Right. And what kept me out of those feelings, which don't do me any good, right. are focusing back on the work. Mm -hmm. And I hate to say this. I really hate to say this, but exercise and diet. Yeah. You know, if I'm if I'm having a salad for lunch instead of uh, a breakfast burrito for the second time that day. Yeah. And I'm not, you know, and I actually slept the night before. Yes. And I know that Sleep I'm going to a workout important. class, even though I have to wear a mask and I hate wearing the fucking mask. Yep. That is usually what gets me for because if I if I'm if I'm angry about something external if I'm honest with myself it's usually that I'm angry about something that of I'm course. not doing always yeah so I've been very lucky that I've in my life have experienced the the range the full range of human emotions without mm -hmm. going over the edge where I I've ever needed prescription medication right, right. so i think in that respect i'm very lucky but the when i do feel really really sad can't get out of bed like total despair 
uh, that's what I that's what I have learned is mm -hmm. the best thing. Those well, are the I think it's super important for us all to have a a bunch of tools in a toolbox, and whatever the situation that's being thrown at us, be like, oh, okay, this is what's going to happen. Okay, you know what? If this is happening, I'm going to go and I'm going to do X, Y, and Z because that's going to make me feel better in this sort of situation. Totally. And I think exercise is super important, and it's not about oh being fit and being sexy and having the body like that's it great. Is about that. It is about that, <laughs> but it's also about getting out of your mind yes. and whichever way that you can possibly do that to just release all just all the 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 you know shit that is stuck yeah i'm telling you there's something so special about even just going on a hike i know that sounds so silly and stupid and, and la <laughs> la and woo woo and bullshit yeah. but there is something about just getting out of your head listening to music and music i think is so important too music there's a way huge. to escape uh being with people so yeah. not being alone. Mm -hmm. uh, sometimes my husband will, you know, he works really long hours a lot of the time. And sometimes he'll come home and I'll just have been home with my puppy all day. And he's like, you need to make a lunch date tomorrow. Yeah, you need you need yeah. friends. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we can't do this. Because okay? yeah. when I'll come home, I'll just I'll just be like like this, yeah. um, you know, lying flat and completely like no bones, you know, just just like that. And I, I think it's really important. I'm a very I, I'm I think. I'm a mixture. I'm a mixture between an introvert and an extrovert in that I love being alone, but mm -hmm. I have a cap. Mm -hmm. But and I'm very extroverted, so I love being with people, but I You're also like have me. a cap. Yeah, yeah. So when I'm with a bunch of people and I, you know, having a conversation, I'm yep. talking to all these people. I also need to go to the bathroom and be like, oh god, I need, I need to take a breath. Yeah, yeah. And I think it's also important, you know, when you're in a relationship with someone or you have a partner. Um, they can't be your 100% support system. And they shouldn't be. And they shouldn't be. Um, when you need them. Great. 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 And they need to be there for you and vice versa. You need to be in a good yes. place to be there for them. Absolutely. But it, it ha you have to be able to take care of your shit. And take a breath. Yeah. Because otherwise it's so much pressure on the other person. Yeah. And you, they and can't it's not do fair. that. Yeah. No, it's not fair at all. Yeah. It's not fair at all. You know, I was going to ask... You, first of all, have been looking amazing in all of the photos. And <laughs> I saw you on Watch What Happens Live with Andy Cohen, and I freaked out. Yeah. I was like, he is the bartender. This is just the beginning <laughs> of like a whole thing there was that's a, happening. There, there was a true glitch in the Matrix that, that led me definitely to not. have a surreal experience. Uh, that And being on that show was, was That was definitely crazy. not a glitch. Really <laughs> that was how it was supposed to be going. And it's just the first of many because you're going to be on that front couch, and I can't wait. <laughs> but what has been the reaction from the LGBT? QIA, you know, community for this movie because, you know, it's it's what I love about the movie and coming from a as a cisgender, you know, female, <laughs> blue-eyed blonde, like really basic bitch. Um, you know, get out. I, get out of this here. You're not wanted. Get out. How dare you? How dare you, bitch? <laughs> um, you know, but as someone who supports uh probably you know, a lot, I hope. I you think, are the strongest you know, ally I know. Okay, good. Thank you. Oh strongest ally I know. Thank you. I you appreciate that. I just am just a, a lot. I am. I'm a fighter. But, you know, what does, you know, I, I watch it and I'm like, God, I love the way that you portray it because it's, it's can't be in fun. Right. And it's exciting and thrilling and naughty. Like there's definitely that naughtiness, yeah. but it's not like, oh, he's gay. That's it. Right. Right. There is a whole human that's yeah. there. And I think that that's very rare. Um, 
when you see casting choices and written storylines. It's not rare. It's non-existent. It's non-existent. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I'm glad that done, we're there. Done, I'm just I've, trying to I've like. I've been on the auditions. I've done the legwork. Doesn't exist. Okay, good. I'm glad yeah. that I can say that. Okay, because it <laughs> doesn't, and I haven't seen it. Yeah. And I think you know it must be so special for people who are you know beyond even just in the business, but people that look up and are like, wow, look at what Chris wrote and produced and and starred in and created this character that is so great and unique and special. Yeah. And it's not just a what is it? It's not just like a one note character. It's well, not just the, the gay guy. That's the problem in movies currently, which is, uh, I, I will never forget this, this uh, meeting I had with a producer about the script. He was like, you know, I, you're so funny. I love your other stuff. You got to send me your script. I know you have yeah. people attached. Like I want to be a part of it, whatever it is. He read it. He called me back right away. He read it. He actually read it, which is crazy. And he's gay. Mm-hmm. And he got on the phone with me. He said, you can't make this. Why? He said, it has to star a straight woman or it has to star someone else. Um, it, can't be a, it can't be a gay guy. Um, there can't be any gay people in the movie. And uh, ev- everything about it just won't work. And I, and I said to him, I was like, Do you, are you, you're gay. Well, you know, how is this possible that you could be saying this to me? Because I, I, you know, if you don't like the thing, you don't like the thing. Fine, that's great. He said, no one, no movie with a gay main character can ever be greenlit if it's not about a guy with AIDS or coming out of the closet and being dragged by a car. You know, the classic victim narrative. Right. And the coming out wow. narrative is, is, is and, and dying of AIDS are pretty much the only two life events that, that are allowed happen. to explore or be explored in films. Wow. And if you look at, the movies that are made or the, or the people that are referenced, if they're not the girl's best right. friend sidekick cheering them on and making yeah. quippy marks. You go Glenn Coco. Right. Yeah. Who I love. Love. Um, you're just not allowed. Yeah. And, and that made me furious. But it probably gave you such drive to even just do it that and much And you better. see how angry I was oh, in the movie. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but my, I grew up loving antiheroes. I grew yeah. up watching the films of Martin Scorsese, and I love The Sopranos. They're not all mafia movies. But yeah. you know, <laughs> even, even, you know, uh, uh, Cruel Intentions or, or Wild Things, these main characters that are true antiheroes that mm-hmm. are deeply, deeply flawed people. And their experience is not... Uh, being victims or being portrayed as what I, I, I think about plenty of other marginalized groups, if they were reduced mm-hmm. to only their oppression and that was the only thing that you saw of them in, in movies, right. you would not think of them as whole people. No, no. And I think we can say that about a lot of different marginalized groups. Absolutely. Who, uh, as, as the decades have gone on, you see the range of mm-hmm. their stories in movies. There's been there have been great strides in TV. There are there are gay TV shows. There are really gay TV shows. Mm-hmm. It's crazy. There are gay pop stars now. There are no gay movie stars. There are no gay male stories. Uh, uh, there's a new movie that was just greenlit about a, a British thing with with two straight actors playing the gay roles, and I'm sure it's going to be really hot. And I know that there are gay actors who complain about that because they think they're taking our jobs. I I don't. I don't have as much of a problem with that because mm. sometimes I think you need as big a star as possible yeah. to get a movie made. Right. And so, so to me, I think of it as like, you know, there just need to be more opportunities for gay actors in right. general. Right. And I knew that I uh, was going to be handicapped by being out, you know, right. 
and that it that is definitely proven to be to be true. I hope it changes. I feel it changing. Do you feel the reaction from those the, that were yes. in the 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 kind of yeah. behind the scenes going, "Oh yes. wow, uh, this this is not what we expected. This they is find, better than we thought." Yes, the, I think that most people in terms of cast and crew were reticent to sign on not because of the content, mm -hmm. but because it was my first script and it was James Kapner's first feature as right. director. Those were the things that made them more worried than the content. Mm. And I think that that is just because this business is incredibly conservative. Yeah. Um, not politically, but I think that they just would never want to take a risk on something because right. movies cost a lot of money. A lot of money. And, and they, they want to make their money mostly back. fail. <laughs> so why? Yeah. And so why take a chance when you can just remake something or make a sequel to something or, or, or do an origin story for right. something? Or do an offshoot with two characters where all of a yeah. sudden they're in their own franchise. It just never has to end, so you never have to take a risk. Right. And we feel again with our big pussy and our big balls That's that right. that we are taking that we took this risk. And the the biggest reaction that I've gotten is from older gay men. Really. Yeah, who have been tweeting me and sending me DMs on oh. Instagram saying how much. They wish they could have seen something like this movie. Oh my god, I'm gonna cry. Years ago, yeah. Um, because they they always knew this type of humor is yeah. out there. It's part of our culture. Oh my god, it's so funny. And it's so it's so uh, you know, it's out shocking. there. It's shocking. And I think that there's such fun in watching yeah. characters that would say things you would never say right. and do things you would never do. Right. Really. And I think also, you know who I love and uh, is his name Greg? Greg Finley. Greg Finley, who I loved the on The Man. Secret Life of That's the American right. Teenager. I, I tested for that show and I did not get it. <laughs> and I'm still bummed about it. But oh, anyway, he a total dreamboat? He's a dreamboat. Yeah. But he did such an, I mean, every single person was impeccable. Yeah. She was fabulous as yes. well. Eliza um, Coop. Yeah. Oh my. Eric in, Roberts plays my father oh my god like yeah. everyone there, there was not one person that wasn't perfectly cast yeah. for that show i mean for the movie but he specifically i think was so good the way that he handled you know the 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 you know you being the gay lead and everything yeah. like this right it, it didn't feel like he was ever uncomfortable and no. i think and he that, wasn't. that happens a lot i don't know yes. if you see this i noticed this maybe because i'm so involved in that world right um where you can tell, like, and I've been on sets actually where this has happened, where a straight actors don't know how to be in so character. Stupid. And it's so stupid. But truly, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, you, you see things and you're just like, really? Like, you're not a good actor because you're not. And it was so smooth. And the chemistry between the two of you was so beautiful yeah. and so fun and exciting and thrilling. He was, he was incredible. You know, we had, we had actors who were so scared of this role. Uh, the the role that that he plays and his Joe. role is terrifying. It's so terrifying. I understand why there's really a lot of range. Yeah. There's a lot going on. There's right. so many emotional notes that he has to hit. Right. That are very very sophisticated, and he does them so well. Oh, with such ease. With such ease, and he inhabited the characters. And also, the most important thing was that we had a lot of people come in to read, and they thought that they were like 
George and Lux, the mm. other two characters. Yeah. And James, our director, was was telling our casting director and, and, and us and the producers, we need someone who's the exact opposite of right. these two people. Right, right. He has to have a different energy that they are so right. drawn to. Yeah. And that's what that's what Greg Finley brought. He he was immediate I remember we did a uh, he lives in Maine and uh, he we did a Zoom audition and it was this scene where he makes me undress for him. And I started crying as he was screaming at me was and scary. threatening me. He's he was so, so terrifying. Yeah. And it's just, it was on a laptop. And yeah. I, was, I was literally taking off my clothes in the yeah. casting office and everybody was like <sighs> watching oh from behind the monitor. Yeah, it, it was terrifying. And so after that was done and I like, you know, blew my nose and got myself yeah, together. Right, like, you were like. The role is yours. Yeah, I yeah. mean, that it. He it, earned it. Earned, earned it. it. And then she was so fabulous. Yeah. Oh my God, the chemistry she, between the evil, two of Evil blonde you. Barbie doll, yeah. Oh my God, her one-liners, I was like spitting out pasta when I was watching. <laughs> I was like, oh my God, I'm there like, is this nothing. is ridiculous. There is nothing she wouldn't say that I that I told her to say. There was, oh no, there was no There was no quip, there was no joke, there was no dismissal Right. that she said this has gone too far. Well, I think that that's what shows about this movie is that every single person was a team player. And I think it's important and to they have understood team players. And they understood that, the comedy. That, I mean, like, I remember The Sopranos, like, they say the most awful things yeah. about about uh, uh, every group you can think of. Right. You would never accuse David Chase or, no. or James Gandolfini of, of being a racist or, you know, homophobic no. or whatever. And so to me, that's, everyone understood that going in. It's yeah. not, it's not, it's not rocket science. So yeah. people just kind of are like, yeah, duh. Yeah, We're duh, showing horrible people. Yeah, yeah. So I think that that made it a lot easier to have people that uh, go the extra inch to understand but i think a lot of people don't do that and i think that that's what you got very lucky on is that a lot of people on sets you know i've been there and i I, sometimes even i'm like oh i don't really feel comfortable saying that you You know know. because you never know what the tone is what the situation is but there are a lot of people that don't want to be team players Mm -hmm. and are very solo in their operation and they come in they do the job and they leave yeah and you know, while the the audience probably would never know, um, as a fellow actor, you can tell. Yeah. You know when the chemistry and the bond isn't there. Well, they also understood understood the tone. I think it's really important that when you're making a movie, you have to know what kind of movie you're making. Yeah. And everyone who signed on knew that this was campy mm-hmm. and fun, mm-hmm. and so everything that they did, and and every every set, every outfit, every line was about maximizing this opportunity. Right. What, if this the, what if this was the only movie we made? Right, right. How many right. chances would we take if, if, that, if there was that much on the line? And that's what we did. Oh my gosh. Yeah. I have to say also, um, I, I want to give myself credit for um, actually making you a better actor mm-hmm. because we also did a pilot together. We sure did. And I have to talk about it because it was so much fun doing it I, with you. I remember to, right to this day, Every single second of that being that on that set. So we did, I did this pilot. I had auditioned for it. It was a pilot presentation. It was called Circling the Drain. It was Michael Eisner's big thing. Very pushing um, daisies. Very, very pushing daisies. Very, not surreal, but like, like 
hyper real, just above yes. reality, magical yes. realism. It was great, beautiful, and yeah. it was about you know uh, an obituary writer who I was in 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 the show, not in real life. Um, but that would be a great job, actually. I think that would be a really fun job. It's a recession proof job. It's a recession proof you know, job. People are always dying. They're always dying. <laughs> always dying. Um, but it was so much fun, and I had the opportunity to have a boyfriend on the show who was very mean to me. Um, and you got to come on and do it, and sure they did. were so sweet, and it was just so much fun and I think that they I, I always remember that moment because it's so fun working with friends mm -hmm. and I when think they're good at what they do when they're good at what yeah. they do yeah. but I mean but really truly uh, and like supporting and showing up I remember we went to Bob's Big Boy after to eat like never we, forget it I, I'm not gonna lie I went to Bob's two nights ago but whatever that's not that's not the point but um but but I think that that's another thing that I loved it to touch on and just kind of like wrap it all up, but let people know, you know, find people who are like-minded, find people who have the same interest in you, who have the same passion. And if you do collaborate and you do something that's so dreamy and wonderful, like what we did together or what you did with the estate with your friends, you know, magic can can create from that. Absolutely. Like it, it happens, you know, and yes, you have to be good at your job, but, yeah. but know that when you have a support system, and I think that that's something I always remember is I always felt supported on that set when you were there. I was like, okay, like if something bad happens, like at least Chris is here with me. And yeah. like, I know it's going to be okay. And I felt the same about you. And I think that that's important. And I just want people to constantly, you know, remember that, that when you go forward in your life and whatever endeavor it is, yeah. find that support system, that that's the most important thing that you can do. I will tell you the pandemic, uh, this is going to sound cruel, but I, there were people in my life who were toxic. Yeah. And as the pandemic wore on, mm -hmm. I realized that there were people that, were trying to contact me because mm. they wanted a little dopamine hit. They wanted mm. to feel good about themselves through me. And that is not my job. Right. Nope. Uh, especially if you don't pay that back to me. You have, it takes two you to know, tango. People, people who need affirmation out of nowhere because they, they have something broken in them yep. that they need to fix that I, it's not, I can't fix for you. Right. There, there were people that I just, uh, I didn't, not coldly stop talking to them, but like they just really did drift out of my yeah. life. And I think that the people that I really valued in my life, mm -hmm. that I would never give up, you know, are, are, I am closer to now than I've ever been. I think that that's the same for and me and for yeah. and reconnected yeah. um, with, with me and with everyone in my life. I've noticed everyone kind of slowly and, and it's not cruel because it's just the facts of life. Like shit happened and you know, to all of us and it takes two to communicate. It takes two to ask the question, yeah. how are you really? Um, and if you constantly are doing that for someone else and they're not doing it for you, you know, you, there's a, a time and a place where you go, you know, life is short and we've realized that. And I think that that's what kind of this whole year and a half has been is realizing life is short. What do we want to do? Do we want to just keep on, you know, the same, you know, railroad track or do we want to go somewhere else and experience something that's even more incredible than we thought could be? Yeah. And that's kind of how I feel about the friendships in, in, in life. And I, I did get reconnected with people and 
I've met new wonderful people yeah. through this podcast of of like-minded individuals, you know, that yeah. that that can connect and bond and want to create something. I think whatever it is. Yeah. Um Chris, what is coming up next for you? How can everyone find you? What's going on? Well, uh I you can find me at Baker C Baker Do, like a that. monkey on Instagram and Twitter. Um I am nowhere else. Nowhere else. <laughs> at least not yet. Uh, and my next project, which is in development now, we have people attached. It's uh, the the script is all written. It's all done. It's ready to go. It's a romantic comedy. <gasps> um, which is another thing in the '90s that died. That I that I that I love I just, a rom I just, com I, so much. I, I want to bring back all of these movies yeah. that I love that people still watch all the time. I watch on streamers every, on cable all the time. Or whatever, that I want. I want to bring those back. And so it's it's a total romantic comedy. Uh, right now it's going to be shooting in New York. It may not, we may, may be in a different city, but we're down for whatever, as long as it, you know, gets made. Yes. Um, and I, I just have to say, I love you so much. Oh my God, Chris, I totally forgot to ask you my final question too. Oh, yeah, so I have to ask this. Yeah. What is your emotional support? <laughs> I'm going to cry, but no, I don't have cry. to say this. I have to say this because I just got married three weeks ago. It was my, it's my husband. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my gosh, I'm so excited for you. It's so weird that we're married. <laughs> it's very weird. Very it's, weird. It's so but it feels right and it just it's oh my god. Well, Things I love you so much and I'm so happy that you came on this podcast. Thank you so much. I can't wait for everyone check out the estate. You can find it anywhere because I'm rent movies. stupid proof and yeah. and I figured it out. Apple, Amazon, you can rent it on YouTube. You can rent you can rent it if you have a credit card and an internet connection, you can watch this movie right now. And it is so fun and I'm telling you, it was so fun. Just picture my mom and I watching it. There were a lot of like naked sex scenes and and she was like, "Yes, his body." <laughs> 90 like, minutes Marcia. 90 minutes of sexy bloody fun that's what it is L lots of blood i've never seen so much blood in a movie and i loved it so much uh, i love you so much love you thank you